There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 11 of season 2 of Van Helsing. So, we know we have another season. Yes, we do. And that makes us happy. Yes, it does. But that also apparently makes me it worried. makes the fans happy as well, because episode 11 ratings was a 0.16 in adults 18 to 49, with 0.486 million viewers. Jumping it all the way up to the 64th rated cable show for the day. Nice. And the live plus seven days for episode nine. We were 15th in viewers percentage gain, going from a .336 to .633 million viewers for an increase of 88%. Nice. Yes. So we definitely increased the live and same day by a full tent and got well over half a million on the live plus seven so that is absolutely good stuff and glad to see those numbers showing up even after it was announced that we would be renewed yes it's great the only thing that worries me is they're like hmm we have another season we can really screw with them with the season finale yes <laughs> and I hope they may not. have already planned it that way oh, who knows i hope not now, also, this episode was directed by a first-time director, one Mr. Jonathan Scarf, or as we know him as, Axel. Oh, nice. Well, we haven't it, seen him, so, for the yeah. episode, episode or two, actually, so, yes. uh, yeah, good thing he's keeping busy. Yeah. <laughs> no free time for you, John. Right? You don't get to go to a spa. Sorry. No, <laughs> take two weeks off. And- <laughs> I thought right. he did a pretty good job for being a first-time director. I thought it came out very well. So let's okay. jump in, shall we? Let's do it. Episode 11, Be True. Sam and Muhammad's shared past comes back to haunt them in more ways than one. At a secluded campsite in the woods, friendships are put through a baptism by fire. Yeah, okay. So it's a Sam episode, and we have Creepy Sam. Great. Yeah. Why well, can't you come back to being a... normal? Well, yeah, <laughs> normal for Sam. Uh, you know what I mean. Right. Well, we do get our first meeting flashback as Mohammed sees Sam trying to break into a car's trunk when he sees a vampire approaching. He e- runs towards him to warn him that Sam doesn't respond. Okay. Yeah, because obviously at this point... You know, Muhammad doesn't know Sam's death. Right. Maybe he just thought he was ignoring him. So he runs back and hides as Sam is able to get into the trunk, pull a baseball bat out, 
and before he's attacked, proceeds to beat the bloody snot out of that vampire and kill him. Yeah, right there is when I'd have been like, okay, I need yeah. to make sure I do not come across you again. Because yeah. when he turns around and he smiles and waves at Muhammad, it's like, yeah, no. Well, you got to remember, he was he's a teenager trying to survive the rising, and Sam's big, tall, and can beat the crap out of a vampire. Maybe this might be somebody that's worth hanging out with maybe but yeah, then maybe. but then a bit later Muhammad happens to see sam in like an office window and he has a noose like he's putting around his neck so Muhammad goes running in now i understand you're like like what you just said maybe this guy's worth saving because he just beat the crap out of a vampire and survived right you don't know what's in that building though no you don't could have been a vampire trap for all we know. Right. So I just feel like not the best of ideas. Although we do see where Muhammad got the shirt from. It was that pack that he was basically stealing stuff off the dead body. I don't know. That sounds so bad when I say that out loud. <laughs> it's a different world, Sean. I know. But we see the origins, I guess, of the Nirvana shirt. Right. We do get that origin and the origin of their friendship as Sam reveals he is deaf and lucky him, Mohammed, grandmother was also deaf, so he knows sign language. I think that kind of threw Sam. Oh, absolutely. It's like, he wait. wasn't expecting that. Right, like, holy crap, because he's like actually talking to him, I can't hear you, I'm deaf, and then Mohammed just starts signing, and it's like, wait, this is not what I expected. Exactly. I think it threw Sam off a little bit, too. I think it's probably for the best, so... Yeah, that's probably the one thing that saved Mohammed at that point in time. Yeah, but then we have creepy Sam in the present, present future, whatever, where he kidnapped Mohammed, and Mohammed is trying not to die at this point. And not having much luck. No, and Sam's just like... Waiting for him, and then Muhammad wakes up, and he's all happy that he wakes up. He's like, now I can bite you. It's like, what? Yeah. I don't want to be like you. Yeah, and then the fact that Muhammad is like, oh, Vanessa bit me. So, oh, you can do it, but you'll be human. Right. And you go, oh, that was some very quick thinking, Muhammad, to come up with that story and convince him that, yeah, if you don't, want to go back go ahead and bite me but you'll be going back to being human and sam doesn't want that no he was like super pissed that he even suggested that might happen exactly and yeah it gets even weirder boys and girls so yes because <laughs> apparently sam is keeping prisoners locked up in some kind of storm shelter and there's also a girl named Kara who he's been using as kind of a nursemaid to care for the others. He keeps calling her rabbit. No, mouse. 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 Yes. I almost said rabbit. I'm like, wrong thing. Because so, she's managed to hide pretty well where it looks like he wouldn't be able to grab her unless she came out at all. Right. Well, she did. Yeah. He takes her up to where Mohammed is. And basically tells her, you're going to take care of Muhammad. Yeah, and she has to do it with 
very primitive tools. Yeah. Oh, God, like, this is just in my head. I'm having a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> because she basically has to cut the stitches and every bit of the skin around it because it is gotten dried and gross, and she has to do it with a can lid. Right. Good God. Did you cringe, like, as this was happening? Because oh, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough to have somebody use a, a can lid to remove beef jerky-ish type skin from your midsection. Cannot be pleasant. Ugh, ugh, no. Like, my stomach hurts thinking about it. Right, and she kept trying to get his mind off of it by having him talk about himself and some of the stuff that's been going on, and at least it wasn't quite as painful noise-wise as it could have been. It could have been Oh, that could have been horrible. I'm so glad they didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that would have been just, uh. So she stitches him up, and it's like, okay, great. Maybe this will help. But seriously, he didn't scream nearly as much as I feel like he should have. Right. Now, granted, dead skin might, the nerves might in that skin might be dead as well. So I guess maybe there is a possibility that it wasn't as painful as it as we thought it should be. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's the only thing I can come up with. <laughs> the only thing we're hoping for. Right. But we find out that they aren't the only ones at this compound, as Sam has dudes strung up on playground equipment, leading them slowly for food. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And, I don't know, I feel like he would almost want to keep them alive. That's what he was doing. Yeah, for some, but then he seemed like, okay, I'm just going to slice your throat. It's like, maybe, I don't know, that seems a bit extreme, but that's well, just me. Well, it depends. If a person is almost drained dry of blood, then, yeah, you're done with them. Well, you're- I guess. Yeah. So, we have Kara, who, again, finished everything up. And she does happen to say that Muhammad doesn't seem to have changed even after the rising. It's like, okay, that's interesting, but you got that just from him talking about his past when you're trying to keep his mind off everything? Right, which is really interesting that she was able to see that because we've seen Muhammad turn Vanessa over to save his sister. Right, but then she doesn't know that. Right. But she is still able to look at him and think that he hasn't been affected, that he's still basically the same as he was. That's really some perspective from a first time meeting that's pretty deep. Right. Deep inside there. Yeah. Yeah. So very impressive with this young lady to be able to determine this. Yeah. Well, unless Vanessa shows up, I feel like things aren't going to go well. Right, yeah. This is not going to end any way positive at all. And the odds of Vanessa showing up were slim and none. I was thinking more maybe Scarlet and Axel might be first ones to show up and maybe save Mohammed. Oh, that's okay. But Mohammed is, well, poor guy. I mean, he's pretty messed up. So he wants some water, though. And she's just like, oh, no, we can't spare it. I need it to try to escape. What? Right. She was digging at a weak board in the floor. 
And I guess she was using the water to try to get the wood to rot out even more. Okay, but that's not how things work. <laughs> that's how any of this works. And then all of a sudden, Muhammad's like, well, there's another option. Why don't we kill Sam? It's like, wow. I mean, I know that he's been around with them before, so he knows obviously more than we all do. But dang, I wasn't expecting right. that. No, I was not expecting that either. But it made sense that, yes, there's two of them. Maybe they'll get lucky and be able to kill him. I mean, Mohammed has not seen any of the battles that Sam and Vanessa have had. So he doesn't know for sure how hard Sam's going to be to actually kill. Mm -hmm. So they come up with their plan. But first we get a flashback to Sam's childhood. Yeah, apparently... He knows this place. Yeah, it was where he actually grew up. Yeah, so that makes it a little more creepy for me. Indeed it does. Indeed it does. And we see that um, his father was a man of the cloth who was not afraid to spare the rod. Quite literally. Yeah. He was like caning the kid. Big time. It's like, wow. Yeah, and apparently Sam had some anger issues, too. Yeah. Because at some point, after being beaten by his father for what looked like killing an animal... I think so. Yeah, okay. Serial killer much? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, he stabs him in the face and, like, blinds him in one eye. Right. I was like, holy crap. You know, he's supposed to be like, how old do you say there? I was thinking, like, between... Maybe eight and ten. That's exactly what I was thinking. And he did that. It's like, wow, like no hesitation. No. And then suddenly, you know, the dad, after trying to recover for a second, like hit him in both his ears so hard that he went deaf. It's like, wow. So he wasn't always deaf, which I think this kind of answers one of the questions I had posed to you before. Right. You know, what took him so long? suddenly be able to hear right and that we were thinking that he was deaf from birth and it just was taking a lot longer to heal everything but maybe it's just because it's been so long he was healing and it was more man-made like the other people who who had like scars and stuff those scars stayed right so then maybe it's just taken extra long to heal something like this I would think so. Because even yeah. his voice was changing. Like, he was starting to talk like he could totally hear again. Right. Yes. But, yeah. By the way, one of the guys on the seesaw that's now being drained is his dad. So, apparently, his dad was able to hold out for quite some time. Yeah. Which uh. is a little... Well, I don't know if it's surprising or not. Because after we... From what we've seen, how he treated Sam... He might be a pretty B.A. himself. Yeah, and if he had this place kind of squirreled away where they didn't really know about it. Right. He was. A I'm assuming those people knew about the place, and that's why he was able to maybe save some of those people, too. Right. Maybe they uh, stayed in that storm, right. storm cellar or something. Yeah, go down to the storm cellar every time some ferals came up or around. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, well... I mean, we have a little bit. And then we find out Sam is not the forgiving sort. No. Oh, man. He found the cane. And holy crap. Yeah, you don't see it 
on screen other than him talking to his dad. But right. the cane is bloody and the guy's dead. So. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. When you see something like that, like I said, off screen, it's still like, holy crap. Right. Because you, you get it a picture in your mind's eye of what happened. Yeah. It's not and hard to take the leap. No, not at all. So, just geez. But it, I feel like it gets worse because Sam comes into the house. And, of course, Kara and Muhammad are like, all right, we got to do this. And he's got the cane. And it's just, it was kind of broken and bloody. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to totally talk to you like a normal, normal person. No big deal. Right. Not so much. No, as they get their asses handed to them big time. Right. Wow. So Muhammad begs Sam to spare Kara's life, which he does. But the piece lasts only about eight and a half seconds because he only let Kara go to give her a head start. And now it's time to hunt. Yeah. And the fact that he says that just makes me think, what the hell? And because he calls her mouse... Is this his little game that he plays with her all the time? That he'll he'll let her go and then go hunt her down and bring her back? Oh man, that would that would be really sick. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, it sucks so bad. It'd super suck. Yeah. So of course, Car runs for her life, and we see Mohammed all of a sudden become the Hulk as he rips the floorboards out himself. Right? How is he not like doubled over in pain? Exactly. He shouldn't, as soon as he tried to pull one of those up, his stitches should have been popping left and right. Yeah, but he manages to break through the floor. And escape the house. And by this time, though, of course, Sam already caught up with Kara and bringing her back to tire to the seesaw. It's messed up because Muhammad arrives just in time and he's like, no, 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 you can't kill her. And he stabs her like in the shoulder or whatever, I guess, to bleed her. Right. And it's like, well, maybe he can reach Sam, but not so much. Not so much, yeah. Sam actually does the, gets the mental going on Mohammed, because he says, first he goes, well, if he can't bite Mohammed, he'll just bite Kara. Oh, man, I thought Mohammed was going to have a meltdown. Yes, and tries to tell Sam that Sam owes him because he saved his life when they first met. And this is where we find out just how sick Sam is. Yeah. The whole hanging was a trap. Actually, the whole setup, like having the body there with the bags for Muhammad and Muhammad seeing him kill the vampire was all the setup, too. Right. It's like, wow, you had way too much time on your hands to plan all that. Yes. And so Sam was the one that actually saved Muhammad. Yeah. By not killing him. Go figure. And damn, if Muhammad didn't, like, lose it. Yeah. Because he he was spouting off, yeah. Yeah, he goes off on Sam, telling him that no one loves him. And that's really all it took to get Sam to snap, because we hear all he wanted was to do what he wanted to do and be loved. Yeah, I just want to kill people and be loved. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't work like that. Thanks no. for playing. So Sam bites Kara, which forces a desperate move from Mohammed, 
as he grabs Sam's scissors and stabs her rather than see her turn into a vampire. I was shocked. I was really shocked. And so was Sam. Hell. Yeah, Sam was pretty shocked about it. I mean, once Sam bit her, that's really all you can do is try to kill her before she turns into a vampire. And I was getting a little misty-eyed, I'll be honest, because Kara's like, you're looking at him, and Muhammad's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, it's the only thing I can do. She's like, I know, just make sure it's totally worth it, and I'm not going to turn. Right. So he stabs her a bunch of times in the heart, basically to make sure she's going to die. Right. And that is what I think totally broke Muhammad, because Muhammad's like, this is your fault. I'm not like this. And Sam's like, no, this is you. And Sam was like kind of mocking him. Yes. Now, I kind of felt like it was Sam not mocking him like, ha ha, look at you. It was more like, you're just like me. Right. Exactly. He was trying to convince Mohammed that, yes, Mohammed, you're just like I am. So we should team up and be buddies. Yeah. Eh, Mohammed wasn't having any of it. No. Because he takes the scissors and runs himself right through with Yeah, he kind of did a little, like, hardy-carry action there, like, just cutting across. And I was like, holy crap, there was some choice words coming out of me, and I was, like, cringing, you know. (laughs) And uh, I, I was really surprised with the next bit, because Sam was, like, seriously distraught. Right. And, like, I thought the whole time it was, like, he wanted to basically torture Muhammad because he wanted him to be like him. But he takes Muhammad to the church, lays him down, and then ends up cutting his own finger off. Right. Because, you know, he goes ahead. Before that, he bites Muhammad. Oh, yeah, like a bunch of times. Yeah. And Muhammad doesn't react to it. So he thinks he's too late. Mm-hmm. That Muhammad's already dead and that nothing is going to bring him back. So, of course, yes. Now he goes, well, he cuts his own finger off. Is that to kind of be like, I'm my own last victim? Yeah. Okay. That was definitely his thought process. Because, like you said, he takes Muhammad's body to the church. And we basically get a replay of the hanging scene. Except this time, Mohammed wakes up yeah. and is now a vampire. But he yeah. seemed like, I don't know, almost like a feral. Right. So I don't know if that's because he was kind of dying when it happened or what the deal was. Because he looks at Sam and Sam almost kind of chokes and laughs because he's right. hung up there. But he just wanders away, like not even going to help him or talk to him or anything. No. So do you think he's, like, all the way there? I kind of have a feeling that we're going to see Mohammed kind of become what Axel was. Okay. I mean, right now, he looks and seems to act more feralish. Mm-hmm. But I do think eventually, or at least I'm hoping, that he does actually get to the point where Axel was able to control his desires to feed and make it back to Vanessa in time to save him. Okay. But we shall see. I guess that's for another day. Yeah, because is Sam actually going, is that the end of Sam? We've seen him survive worse things than that. 
Maybe if he but can't get himself they, down. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's true. He may not be able to, but he might. I, I don't count Sam out yet. They're going to have to cut his head off and rip his heart out and just completely dismantle him before I would say, yeah, he's done. Burn him. <laughs> we'll find out on the next episode of Van Helsing. All right. Well, what do you guys think? Let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Steve and I always love hearing from you guys. And please rate and review us on iTunes and all the other podcatchers that you're finding us on. Good ratings and reviews of the show help other fans find us. Tell your friends about this show because a lot of people haven't exactly understood what it was. And then once they start watching, it's like, oh my God, why didn't you tell me? So just tell them. Suck them in now. Yeah. (laughs) Make them binge watch the whole thing. Uh, We do hope you're enjoying the podcast, of course. And we do want to hear from you. And we do enjoy tweeting with you guys and hearing from you on Facebook and on our Tumblr on occasion, on Instagram. So all of our contact info is over on the contact page of fangirlzone.com. Make sure you check that out. We, of course, have our shopping links, and we have all the other little stories and movie reviews, and we have some book reviews. We're kind of slow at that. I know I am such a slow reader lately, and I apologize, but there's so many awesome books out there, so hopefully I'll have some more up there soon. So... All that being said and done, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. You want to be a shit-lonely loser, huh? Killing humans just to get your rocks off? And until next time.